0: Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. Good morning. I'm looking forward to this morning um, because we're going to talk about vision. Um, I love planning. I love strategizing. So I really enjoy this topic. But before we start, I'm just going to pray for us. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Father, like we prayed now, like we worshiped you, Father. We just want to say we surrender ourselves to you, Father. Come and have your way. Father, come and change us completely, Father. Renew us according to your will, according to your vision, according to what is on your heart, Father. That is our desire. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. So, vision. Um, I think... We'll all agree it's really important. Um, It allows us to know where all of us are going. You know, everybody can see, okay, that's where we're going. That's what we're planning for. That's our goals. That's our aim. And businesses have visions exactly for that reason. And at some stage, I was in a business where we decided we want to Redesign ourselves. So, we got consultants in and they workshop values with us. They workshop a new vision and core values and a mission and how we look and a new name. Um, and that was an interesting process and it was really good. It was a really good vision. But this morning, I don't want to talk about the best vision we as man can come up with. I want us to look at what God is saying. What's God's vision for us, for each one of us, and for us together? So, let's look at Habakkuk. Now, I'm just going to quickly fly over Habakkuk 1. Habakkuk 1, basically, God gave Habakkuk a vision. So, Then Habakkuk complained a bit, and then God speaks to him again about the Chaldeans that's coming as punishment to bring them back to the law. And then Habakkuk complains a little bit again, and asks a couple of questions. And then in Habakkuk 2, verse 1, Habakkuk says, I'm going to stand on the tower, on the wall, and I'm going to watch. I'm going to wait on God. And then we're going to read now Habakkuk 2, verses 2. This is where God answers Habakkuk. And it says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Yes, I love that. Let's read it again. And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. So God has given this vision, what we call a prophetic vision, because it's from God, to Habakkuk. And now God is saying, what should you do with this vision? What's the next step? How should you react to me talking, to giving you a vision? And we're going to look at that. But if we look at that verse, I see basically four things. How do we respond to prophetic vision? First one is, write it down. So I want to encourage you this morning to write down what God is going to say to you. And then, obviously, if it's written down, somebody must come and read it. So step two, we must read the vision so that we can run. And the vision is not just for one person. It's for everybody. It says make it plain on tablets so, so that everyone that reads it can run. So it's running together so that everybody understands the vision. There's unity. We can run together. So that's the four things I want to encourage you with. If God speaks, write it down. Read it constantly. You know, it doesn't help. We receive something. We write it in a journal. We close the journal. End of the year, we start a new journal. Write it down. Put it on your phone as a reminder. Each morning you wake up. Um... Set it as a screensaver. Post it in your house. Post it next to your bathroom mirror that you use, use every day. Make a cup or t-shirt for you. Whatever. <laughs> whatever works for you. But read it constantly so that you may run with the vision that God has given you. That we do not forget. So often we want a new word. A new vision. Something. Ooh, but God has already spoken. And We're just not responding. We're just not doing what God has asked us to do because we're not reading it. Okay. So, when Fred started Shofar way back, God said, you must start this church. And he gave a specific vision for Shofar. Now, Shofar is not this building. It's not the pastors, otherwise Shofar Johannesburg is two people. Um, It's not the leadership board. It's all of us. We are the body of Christ. We are Shofar Johannesburg. So this vision is for you. This vision is for you, your husband, your wife, your friends, your small group, um, us as the entire church. This is what God has said And I want to encourage you to write it down, as I said, so that we can read it and run with it and run together. Otherwise, we'll never um, even get close to fulfilling our vision. Um, And we'll probably only do that when Jesus comes back. Um, But what God has called us to do is this. So let's read it. Our vision is to reach nations and generations. So that's basically... Reach everybody. Through discipleship making, or disciple making, leadership development, and church planting. Um, and I want to encourage you to make that your own. So on the next slide, you'll see we've broken it down a little bit. Last year, we've spoken a lot about how we want to fulfill this vision, And we said we want to live the gospel, we want to love people, and we want to obey the Spirit. That's how we want to fulfill this vision. That's what we want to focus on. And then you'll see the GPS in the middle. And GPS is just the how again. It's the gospel people spirit. So it's live the gospel, love the people, obey the Spirit. Now this diagram... Um, we've put up, and we've taken the vision. Our vision won't change. That shofar's vision is what God said it must be when he established us. This is our purpose. This is our vision. But we've just said it in different words. Um, So, if we look there at the diagram, we look at the top circle, it's to reach people. That's nations and generations. And what is so beautiful is we living in Joburg. So we don't have to go anywhere. All the nations and generations are our colleagues, are our neighbors, the people we gym with, the people we jog with, um, our friends, our families. Um, So we don't have to go anywhere. It's as simple as inviting somebody, a neighbor, to, hey, come and have dinner with me. You know, just reaching out, loving people. That's how we reach nations and generations. Um, Alex mentioned Bible school and Ignite. You know, that's easy opportunities for you to invite people. Hey, we have a four-week course at church for the next four windows, four Wednesdays. Why don't you come and we watch it together? I'll make supper for us at my house, and we sit and we can discuss it. And after the four weeks, you know, hey, next week we're meeting um, and we're going to reflect a bit on what happened in Ignite. A bunch of us, you know. Um, why don't you join us? It's at my house or a friend's house. I'll come and pick you up. And the person is coming to small group. You know, we want to bring people into community. Um, that's our first step. I think we've seen over the years, it doesn't always work when you stand in the street corner and you proclaim the gospel and people just look at you weirdly and you go, and they go around you, you know. If we lead with love, we're going to have a much bigger response. So just build relationship intentionally. And that's the first step of disciple making. We say we want to do it through disciple making. To put it absolutely simply, what is disciple making? It's sharing everything you know about God with other people. What you've learned, what you've experienced, um, what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you. It's just that. You're sharing everything. You're living the gospel, like we say, in the how. That's disciple-making. You just bring people along. You love them and you share whatever you know and what you've experienced. And then leadership development is just encouraging that person to do the same with somebody else. It's as simple as, listen, why don't you chat to that person? Or you invite that person to my house as well, and we have dinner, and we chat. That's disciple-making. Sometimes we make it such a big word, and you must now be have seven years of studies before you can disciple somebody because you must know the Bible backwards almost as much as any. <laughs> if that was the standard we would struggle um, fortunately it's just if you get saved today you can disciple somebody tomorrow by the sharing your testimony just sharing what God has done that is disciple making and that's leading as well it's telling somebody else and encouraging that person to do it with somebody else as well that's leadership development and church planting we see there on the left we just said it's creating spaces. So it's creating spaces where this can happen. It's That space can be in your house. That's how some churches started. You know? it, it's literally that. That's how Shofar started. It's Fred and them invited people in, and they start building a relationship. They encourage that people um, to share with others, and more people came in, and now suddenly it's not just four of us or six of us. Now the small group must multiply, you know, and wow, I've showed you how to do it. So why don't you just go and do that? And that's leadership development. And it's church planting is simply just creating spaces where we can multiply what we are doing. You know, and we're a couple of small groups together. And then we say, okay, we have the resources now. We have the capability to have services to create a bigger space where we can invite more people in. It's another space where we can draw people in, small groups. And we have church services, we have Bible school, we have encounters, we have Ignite. It's all spaces where we can draw people in um, to disciple them, to develop them as leaders so that they can go and do the same. So hopefully everybody gets this. Can I get a couple of nods? I say, I can't see anybody smiling with the masks, so I have to get some feedback somewhere. Okay. Now, last year, we pray each year as a leadership board. And last year, God said we should focus on free things. So it's not separate from the vision. It's to accomplish the vision. God wanted us last year to focus on free things um, to reach our vision. And that was each one of us should reach two or three people and just be intentional with them. Build a relationship with them. Walk a road with them. You know, that's basically the type of making. But just be intentional about walking a road with somebody, especially during COVID. That's so important. You know, um, where we can't meet in groups physically. You can still meet somebody in a restaurant for coffee or go for a walk or just... Invite somebody if you go to a shop, so they also go to a shop. Something as simple as that. That's how easily you can build a relationship. Or if you're in a complex, just start walking and greeting your neighbors. And the nice thing is we have a common um, thing that we can talk about, common ground. That's so easy now. Everybody wants to talk about COVID. You can ask anybody, how's work affecting you? Do you have children? How's their schools? How's COVID? So it's so easy to start up a conversation now. Um, So last year, it was two to three people. Be intentional with them. Intimacy with God. And intercession, prayer. Prayer. Now, this year we prayed since September as a leadership board, and God has given us a focus for this year. But it's not separate from last year. It just builds on that. Last year we've laid the bricks, um, we've built that bricks into the house, and now we're going to build on top of that. It. It's still reaching the same vision. So this year our focus as Shelf for Johannesburg is intentional growth, like Alex mentioned. Um, and it's actually very simple. It's three things as well. Firstly, personally. God wants you to grow intentionally this year, so how are you going to grow this year? Have a plan, and do what we said in the beginning. When God says something, when God has spoken, when God says, I want you to grow intentionally, write it down. Read it constantly. Run with it. And share it with others. Make it plain, that scripture says. Make it plain on tablets so that whoever reads it can run. So share it with others so that they can run as well. Make it plain to them as well. Have discussions about this. Okay. So it's growing personally and then growing with that two and three people that you are intentional with. You know? helping them to grow, having discussions about it with them so that they can also grow this year intentionally. And then as a small group, we want everybody to be part of a small group. It's where we have community. And yes, it's over Zoom, but we can still build relationship. We can still build community. We can still help each other grow this year in our small groups. So I want to encourage you, be involved in a small group. It's where you meet people. It's where you learn to love people. It's where you are challenged. It's where you sometimes irritated, sometimes frustrated, which is also good because we need to grow in so many areas in our lives. Um, actually, I had a friend, he just came back from Nam- Namibia last night. He came for a coffee. And it was so amazing, 10 years ago, no, 2008, 12 years ago, he came into my small group, and I was leading, this is my first small group I'm leading, and I, w- I was just like, it's, he's wearing khakis, he's wearing long woolen socks with pluckies, um, got a big beard, and I'm like, yo, okay. I can, I'm a pretty plain guy, I we we'll connect like, and he starts talking, you know, he's a magician, and he's a metalhead. Uh, I couldn't match it up. A metalhead wearing khakis and woolen socks and pluckies. And I just couldn't relate. And whatever I said in small group, even if I read scripture, he would say, no, I disagree. luck. Like, so I asked one of the other guys, can you please just build a relationship with this guy? Because I'm not connecting. This is not going to happen. And 12 years later, he's one of my best friends. You know, um, But that's what small group does. It builds that community. Sometimes it forces you to be <laughs> with people that you don't connect with, people you struggle with, and then you realise a couple of years later, I love this person. You know, God has built something in us together and we've grown together because we're so diverse. So I want to encourage you to be involved in small group and build that community. Communities is really important. It's really important, especially during COVID time, that you are in a community. And when we talk about community, there's a lot of different communities. There can be board games, rugby, band, whatever communities. When we talk about community, we talk about a healthy Christian community. How do we know it's healthy? It's when it's focused upwards on God. When it's focused on inwards, I'm wa- I want to change according to God and outwards. It's not just about myself. I don't just Go to small group because I want to receive. And now I feel like, oh, I'm not receiving that much. I'm going to leave. You know, God has not called you. He has not saved you just for you. He has saved you to fulfill the vision, to reach nations and generations. And this is an easy place where you meet them in small group. Okay. So I'm running a little bit ahead of myself. So we may finish sooner. Sooner. (laughs) Um, but as I mentioned our focus for the year is intentional growth so I want to encourage you to be intentional be intentional about people be intentional about your vision be intentional about your growth this year have a plan how are you going to grow pray about it talk about it ask your friends ask your leaders you know as we mentioned Ignite is coming up Um, Bible School is coming up that is amazing places for you to start discipling others just by inviting them. Here, join me. But it's also a place where we can grow together. The Holy Spirit, every time. Yes, I've been in church a whole lot of years, and it's amazing every time you go to a session to encounter one which is our basic course. We've renamed it now to Night. Um, what we're going to have now. Every time you go, it's the same modules. It's the same basic truths. But if if you wanting to hear God's heart, God speaks to you every time and reveals something new, something more about that same scripture, about that same thing you've heard so many times. So I want to encourage you: come and come expectantly, and come by bringing somebody else as well. You know, so many people have over December. Maybe been at family and your family has watched one or two sermons with you. This is an ideal opportunity to invite them again and say, listen, it's a four week course. Um, it's over Zoom. You don't have to go anywhere. Come and join us. And then it starts nice conversations that you can have with them, you know, and they can have with you and they can ask questions. Same with Bible school. So just find my place quickly so we've spoken quickly about small groups small groups is really a place where we love each other where we grow together where we are challenged together it's part of that community part of that space we want to create as part of our vision so I really want you to see who you can invite to your small group as well it's not just about yourself and see how you can help that people to grow. And that is the, vi- the vision and the plan that I wanted to share with you this morning. You know, um, there were a lot of other ideas and a lot of other things I could talk about. But as that scripture in Habakkuk 2 verses 2 says, make it plain. That was my aim this morning, to just make it plain. You know, we have our vision. So in summary, our vision is to reach nations and generations through the sample making, leadership development, and church planting. How, and what do we focus on for this year? It's not separate from that. It's how are we intentionally reaching our vision is through intentional growth. Firstly, personally. Secondly, with two or three people around us, and thirdly, in our small groups. Yeah, so, I'm going to pray for us, and I want to encourage you to respond this morning. You have, and Henny shared it when he shared the words of intercession beforehand, he prayed for it that we will not be left behind, that we will not be. Um, inactive about what God is saying. So this morning, you have a choice. Are you going to write it down? Are you going to read it? And are you going to run with it? And are you going to invite people to run with you? Are you going to respond to God's focus for this year, two to three people, yourself, and small groups? What is your response this morning? And Mezen's going to share that diagram with our vision, with um how are we living out this vision that gps he's going to share it with you on the youtube link and also in the show for whatsapp group so i hope you have a blessed week and i trust that you just respond to god so i'm going to pray for us and then it's the end of the service thank you father we thank you this morning that you speak Thank you, Father, that you love us so much, that you have given us your word, and you have said clearly how we should respond to you speaking, God. This morning, Father, as we have prayed and worship, we just surrender all. We respond to you, Father. We're not going to keep on to what we want to do, Father, but we want to Write it down and read it and run with it and run together, Father, according to your will, Father. So please come and lead us, come and guard us. Holy Spirit, come and help us to fulfill what you have called us to fulfill. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you very much for watching and have a blessed week. Bye-bye.